Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Just Talk With Gabe. I'm here, my psychic is here, here. and so is our guest. Let's get started. Who do we have on today's show? Today we have one truly amazing singer, Daisy Draper. I can't wait to hear her story, but before we get started, let's give a shout out to our sponsors, Fade Life Clothing, BCK Online, and Link PR. Fade Life Clothing is a unique clothing line out of Atlanta, Georgia, Give returns those who love intoxicating style. And BCK Online is a digital online magazine that keeps you in the know and up to date on the lives of young entertainers, rising stars, parents, and much more. And Link PR is definitely the missing link to your success in the entertainment industry. I'm glad Fade Life Clothing, BCK Online, and Link PR are all back for another season. Now then, grab your snacks, sit back, relax, and as always, enjoy, enjoy the, the show! show. Daisy, welcome to the show. We're glad you could join us for an episode of Just Talk With Gabe. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. Let's get into it. So you are a musician. Tell us how you got started in the industry. Yeah, so this started, actually, so I'm from the Midwest. And at the time, I was in like a indie pop, kind of electro pop duo called called Ocean Lux. Um, So that was kind of like my... I would say entry level experience of being in a band, creating music professionally, um, playing shows, mini tours, things like that. But I ended up leaving the band, leaving everything kind of behind to start over new in LA. Um, Kind of sounds like the typical story, but I really felt like I needed to start over and just kind of find my own person and my authenticity. So really, I've just found the people that I really resonate with, that I work really well with. A lot of my friends have helped out so much, which I'm grateful for, but I've started over here as a solo artist um, in LA, and I've been, I'm a year in so far, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations. Congratulations on a year in, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about this journey, and um it can be intimidating to, you know, move to a new city and see so many artists that are thriving, um, have like certain connections, have built up like their platforms. But I've just been taking it one step at a time, trying to just create the content that I like, the music that I like and that I think people will resonate with that kind of understand my niche of things. Um, so, yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> right. Well, that's awesome. That's it awesome. really does take like kind of a special person and just say, I'm going for it. So. Yeah, it does. <laughs> now, yeah, the bio, totally. oh, your bio says that the genre you perform is spiritual pop. What does that mean to you? So <clears throat> I'm, so I would say spiritual pop. I'm starting to lean more into rebranding into healing in general and taking away the spiritual element but but what i mean by spiritual pop is merging elements of spirituality elements of healing trauma recovery into music i think what i've seen which is pretty popular right now in pop music it's um a lot of the narratives may be kind of harmful in a sense and 
that's okay because I think there's room to validate our experiences, feel our feelings. And um, a lot of the pop music we hear today is just kind of that. It's edgy, it's cool, it's fun. But I wanted to bring more of like my passions into what I'm creating. So my passion is obviously mental health, wellness, and mind-body connection. That's where the spirituality comes in, taking care of like your psycho, spiritual, and emotional self so that physiologically you're well. And a lot of my music encompasses my experience through healing and through these different modalities and how I've overcome certain illnesses, uh, mental health issues and disorders, but also just like finding my way back to the wholeness of myself, my authenticity, and what I feel is true and best for me. And so, you know, you listen to my music and it's like, cool, it sounds like a fun pop song. But (laughs) when you go to my platforms, you see it's a lot more than that. And I'm bringing all of these elements to the forefront and the music just kind of helps help support all of that. So that's, that's what it is to me. But again, I'm, I'm kind of deciding if I want to take that word out, because sometimes when people hear the word spiritual, it could be a trigger word. And um, I know in my case, before being immersed in this kind of stuff, it was for me, especially people with like religious trauma. But So I just say, I make music about trauma recovery. I make music about my healing journey. And I just try to help people and empower people to do the same. That's amazing. That's a great mission, definitely. And it's definitely needed now because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are focusing on mental health and mental wellness and physiological wellness. So it's it's definitely needed in in these times. Absolutely. Thank you. Who have been some of your personal musical influences? So there's a few, (laughs) I would say. um, So do you guys remember Jewel? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, so Jewel is number one. Um, Stevie Nicks, amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. Ellie Golding, bringing in more of those. Oh yeah, I love her music. I do too. She is my favorite. Um, Tableau. I love her like dancey, more electronic music. And then uh, my favorite Halsey. I feel like everybody loves Halsey. Um, But so, I mean, I would say these musicians and artists because they're like powerful women in music Um, or Halsey. She it's she, they so powerful people in music, Um, but they have, very distinctive vocals, which I find inspiring because I know the timbre of my voice can be maybe a little bit, I would, I don't want to say different, but I've been told that I have more of like a folky sound. And so bringing that to the pop realm, I've always felt a little self-conscious, but listening to like Ellie and Stevie Nicks and even Jewel, I'm like, they don't have any boundaries. They just make what they want to make. Right. Um, right. And I mean, also because they're all really, I think they're all very authentic. And so that's really inspiring for me. That's awesome. That is awesome. So yes, let's share playlists. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> what would you say is the hardest thing about being a musician? 
Honestly, I would say comparison. Um, that has been, I would say comparison and like kind of the new issues that we see today with social media. <laughs> um, I, I think there's obviously like a lot of great things when it comes to social media. Um, it has brought people together. The information that we're exposed to is absolutely incredible. Communities have been made. Careers have taken off. Like, it's very, very cool. But conversely, what it does to the brain, I think we're just now starting to understand what it's doing to us as a collective. So as a musician, especially someone that just started uh, I'm self-funded. I When I moved to LA, I was actually homeless and oh, had wow. kind of like this whole thing of finding myself, finding my way, not having a lot of support. Um, definitely not born into the industry. <laughs> like So a lot of this stuff I've had to kind of keep this in my mind when I look at other artists. Like, okay, well, what does their situation look like? And I can't compare where I'm at or what I'm doing to other people because of the journey that it takes to get where you're going. So right. Right. that's definitely been my biggest struggle is co- comparison and learning that just because somebody else is farther along or has more engagement or whatever than you doesn't mean that your stuff is less worthy or doesn't even mean that you're unworthy at all. Like we're just at different stages of our lives and our career and our artistry so yeah comparison for sure <laughs> that's that's so well said that I mean, is. that's just so well put how do you see um the music industry evolving so <clears throat> i'm not sure how it will evolve but i definitely like the way in which i would like to see it evolve is pay to play really needs to stop. (laughs) Definitely. Um, And so I guess maybe with social media and because people can take autonomy over their careers and kind of, we're not really, some people are still doing the old school model. And I think that works for a lot of people, but nowadays you really, you don't have to, like you don't actually have to take this old school route of, the label owning most of your publishing and like pretty much artists starving and just being kind of like this, this platform, but they aren't actually thriving. And so I think what we, I mean, I don't know for certain because I'm not really immersed in the industry folk myself. Um, But I can see that with social media, with TikTok and things of these natures that the independent, independent artist can rise that's true yeah but in order for that to really happen we really do need to see it like a halt in this pay to play especially with I mean I understand venues need to make a living and they have a business but it seems to not be about the artist in that aspect of things or even like with label services Um, it just seems like artists are and myself included, inundated with all of these different things you can do to market yourself or be on the forefront of this or get on this radio show and or on this Spotify playlist. And all of this is great, but 
and these opportunities are awesome because it's accessible for a lot more people, but it's still very inaccessible to (laughs) most people because it's on the premise of pay to play. Um, So it just kind of keeps this socioeconomic issue perpetuating. And I think it's, it's unfair. So I hope with social media that it will evolve. I think so. I think, I think it definitely will. Like you said, with like t- things like TikTok and Instagram. You know, Instagram reels and the things like that, people are being discovered for their, their talent and they just, they're just putting it out there. Or even like YouTube reels, they're, they don't have a label behind them or, you know, powerful people or whatnot, but they are definitely being seen. So they I, are. I think it's evolving. It's definitely going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. What is the one genre of music that you haven't performed that you would like to dabble in? So I would say uh, more of like punk. Right. Punk pop. That's the music that I grew up listening to. And I actually have some songs in the queue that are in this genre that I'm excited about. Just seeing how it does, how people respond. and um, But I would say punk, like pop punk, bringing that back. Oh, that's, right. awesome. well, that's my favorite genre. I listen to Paramore and like Winnie Two all the time. So yeah. <laughs> they're my favorite too. <laughs> yeah, See, I, can't, I think back back to my high school days or you know pre college days, and everybody was hanging out at Fitzgerald's. Okay, so you guys are getting <laughs> <me. laughs> okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your upcoming project, False Flame? Yeah. Um, so I'm releasing a new single. It's called False Flame on November fourth, and um, the song itself, it has more of this like dance pop vibe, um, but it has more of like an alternative feel to it because we were experimenting with a little more like distorted guitars and things. So it's it's kind of like dancey, but rock, um, which is fun. But the song itself, like a false flame, um, people use that term when they say like, oh, this is the person that you meet or whatever before you like manifest or attract your person. It's like kind of this lingo of like, oh, they're just a false flame. Like they're not right for you, whatever. But the way that I see it with my background and kind of like my psychological understanding of the way in which we relate with people, what a false flame is, is a trauma bond. And so a trauma bond is when we like choose people because, and we feel so deeply attracted to them because they actually reflect a lot of our unresolved trauma and woundings. So it's like, we want to pretty much find the missing puzzle piece of our past and fix it through this person essentially. And so that's what a false flame is in, in my perspective And so it's about saying no to people that aren't healthy for you, that just keep you in like these patterns that you're really trying to move away from and choosing what does serve you and um, what is healthy and best for you. Wow. That's interesting. That is definitely. All right, guys, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. Daisy, would you stay around for some fun? Yeah. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back, guys. If you're not downloaded the Anchor.fm app, do it. Do it. Start making your own podcast today. Let's get back into the show. That was fun round. Okay. So what is your favorite city and why? 
So, I mean, I live in LA, so I would say Los Angeles. Um, So far though, so I, uh, I'm actually going to be visiting Dublin, Glasgow and Edinburgh um, next week. So, oh my gosh, so jealous. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. But so we'll see that it's like, it could change, but I would say LA. Um, I love the culture here. I feel like there's a lot, I mean, for one, having diversity, people from all over the world living here, but um, it's also just like, it feels like my safe space. I can really be myself and nobody, like nobody cares. You can just kind of be yeah. and do whatever you want here. That's true. That's true. That is the, that is the vibe in LA. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you need someone to help you, you know, go to Ireland, go to all <laughs> those cities, you need someone to help you with your bags, you know, something. <laughs> I'm just calling, I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll call you guys. I'll, I'll need some help with packing. Exactly. <laughs> okay who would your dream collaboration be so um earlier I mentioned Jewel and right I'm just gonna say Jewel again um she so what's interesting about Jewel why she inspires me um so for one I didn't really like realize this but she was actually the first concert that I ever saw I think I was oh wow eight years old in literally in the middle of nowhere in Indiana, she came through, she came to South Bend, Indiana and uh, performed. And I just think that is so funny and also just kind of random. Like usually artists would travel through like Indianapolis when they're touring. So, um, but anyway, with Jewel, she was interesting about her is she has like a foundation to help uh, youth, and, and I believe it's like all ages, but maybe primarily teens, but helping them learn how to regulate their emotions and uh, work through anxiety. So she like, I think right now she's even been able to get into like the mainstream, like public school system. Oh, wow. Wow. And then she also partners with like other foundations uh, teaching about like regulating the nervous system um, and working through anxiety, depression, um, things of that nature. So she kind of is doing what I want to be doing. (laughs) So I would say a collab with Jewel would be amazing. Um, oh, that's awesome. I would like to, yeah, I don't know. I can't sing, so I wouldn't want to collab with her, but I'd totally love to work with her. <laughs> right. You know, going yeah. Stuff. <laughs> She's so cool. She is. What is the one song that you'd like to cover and why? So there are two, actually. So uh, Gypsy by Stevie Nicks. Okay. Um, one of my favorites, but then <laughs> just go on, keep going on that jewel train. She has a song called right. Intuition. Um, and it's like an early 2000s pop song, but I would love to make it like an alternative pop kind of vibe. Okay. Ooh, okay. That'd be, good. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next week you're going on a vacation, but if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? Other than vacation next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um, so I guess I kind of think of two different places. I've been here before in New Zealand. I have family there. Um, oh, wow. 
uh, not a lot, just like a, right. my cousin, but I would love to go back to uh, Nelson, New Zealand um, very soon. I think their regulations are lifting as far as like the quarantining. Um, but also I really want to go to uh, Egypt and see yeah, the, I would love the to go pyramids. To yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I don't know what it looks like right now. Cause some people are like, maybe hold off f- from traveling there. Um, but I really want to see like the seven wonders and I've seen, I think one so far, um, the Angkor Wat and Cambodia and which is like, I would love to go there again too, but, uh, the pyramids that's like on my list in the next couple of years, I, I have to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So case in my previous statement about Ireland still stands. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is the very most important question I can ask. Ice cream or cake? (laughs) Both. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good answer. Okay. You could have any superpower. What would it be? Honestly, I would want teleportation. Um, Thank you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also like with traffic. um, That's true. They would just be so much easier. Or if you're like, I don't know, super tired and you need to go to the grocery store and those like, um, those delivery fees are just insane right now. So you can just teleport to like, the grocery store grab it and leave um right right with, with paying first obviously but right. <laughs> um so yeah teleportation see okay he's totally in the teleportation mode with you but i want telepathy i don't know oh. i just oh. want to yeah. get in there and other people's brains people and see what they're thinking and then like okay thank you for letting me join you for a minute yeah that's kind of creepy what you're thinking, but I'm out. And like, so. <laughs> more, more practically speaking, like you never have to drive anywhere. Just oh, up here. You can just leave one minute before yeah. you're actually supposed to be there and you're there. I mean, that is more practical than my, you know, yeah. digging into people's heads. But <laughs> I don't know. Well, and with telepathy, I mean, you kind of, like, if you start to learn more about psychology and things of that nature, you can never know what someone's actually thinking. But if right. you learn a lot about like body language and the way people are reacting to things like the certain language and then the the body language and mannerisms you can usually come up with a hypothesis of like oh this is a uh trigger or and this is kind of how they're feeling because of these certain movements and so that's true honestly you could probably tap into some of that now that's true (laughs) So see, okay, I can tap into that now and do teleportation. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you could take five things to a desert island. What would they be? So I prepared for this question. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I really tried to think of like what made sense. So um, first, it would be some sort of like water filtration system. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Like those water bottles or those straws or something. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. If, if you're on an island, I don't think the water, I mean, if there's water in the island, it's definitely not clean. But then the ocean right. water, right. something to like filtrate the ocean water. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can stay hydrated. But right. 
and alive. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I would say like a knife or like a Gerber, like a multi-tool. Um, oh, you don't okay. know. Good one. Like you never know what you might need. Also like some context, I'm a veteran. Um, so a lot of these, I've never like deployed overseas or seen combat, thankfully, but a lot of these things I'm, I have been in the field before. And so I kind of, I was like, oh, well, what did I have? <laughs> so I'm right. just kind of like thinking about just past experiences. But um, I would also say like a waterproof sleeping bag and um, a waterproof like single man tent. Um, yeah, like if there's true. some sort of like, I think that could go together. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. And then I would say coconuts because you can eat them and drink. That's and, true. And you could use like the hard shells as like a weapon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then books. I, I would take, I would, I would just be so bored. I would just need books. Right. You know, you have come up with like one of the most practical lists that we've ever heard. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> and, you know, some of the stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, you would need you that. You would need that, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, and maybe, like, baby wipes. But, I mean. Okay. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. We'll, we'll see. That that probably wouldn't last. You'd have to just use your water filtration system, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This is true. This, this is, is true. true. That's, that's a good list, though. It is. <laughs> okay. So, if you had a time machine, where would you go? Okay, so honestly, nowhere because really, I feel so. As far as like a queer woman, things are in the past like have been pretty politically speaking. So, right. um, probably not. Like, I feel like I could fantasize about certain eras and things, but I mean, when it comes down to it, I feel like living in that era you would deny a lot of your like authentic expression um and I mean we that's obviously prevalent today as well but I feel like progressively we've just gotten a little bit better um but it's still definitely an issue for the LGBT community for women identifying etc but um and then I was thinking about like okay well does this time machine go in the future yeah, wherever you want right. to go. Like, so maybe, you know, but also I don't know if I want to know the future because then when I come back to the present, I'm probably going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> like, or right. maybe, maybe I'm just going to not want to be in the present moment because I'll know what happens. That's um, true. And going in the past, like, I, I would say it would be cool to like kind of see what the 80s were like. But honestly, I, and it's something I've been trying to enforce in my daily practice is to be present and mindful and super aware. Because if you're not present, if you start to like really become aware of yourself, I feel like a lot of the anxiety and anxiousness we feel is because we're actually not right here right now. That's we're that's always, true. we're thinking about something that happened or our minds are coming up with narratives of something that'll happen in the future. And so, I don't know. I've really thought about this. It's very philosophical, right. but I, I feel like I just want to be in the present moment. Okay. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. That's true. That's true. That is, <laughs> actually, that's a very good answer because we were talking about this before you joined us. Um, and we were like, oh, we go back here. Oh, we go there. Yeah, and then here. I'm thinking, 
well, if you go back, would you change the timeline of the present? And then and that would what would the good. present be like? Yeah. I know it we, starts to get kind of like, well, what's going to happen? So yeah, exactly. exactly. You go you go down this rabbit hole that just never ends. Never so, ends. Yep. <laughs> right. What is the one song that always stays in your head? Well, so I haven't finished the new Taylor Swift album, so that is to be determined. Right. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I like her song Karma um, so far. But I would say since the new Halsey album came out, her song I Am Not a Woman, I'm a God uh, is like just kind of in my brain. Okay. So <laughs> I would say that song. I'm going to check it out. Right. It's so, very, very good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in a similar manner to the last question, what is one movie you never tire of watching? Okay. So have you guys seen Mulan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> love it's Mulan. Mulan. Yeah, it's Mulan. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that movie. I love it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> that is. But I'm going to have, okay, you, you tapped on the 80s. I'm going to have to say, every Gabe already knows what I'm going to say. He's going to give me this look. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Yes. I already seeing that movie. Prince was like <laughs> the man. And That's so, true. And of course, I can like repeat the movie verbatim, line by line. It's kind of a much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you have one person to give a shout out to. Who is it and why'd you pick them? So, um... Honestly, I would shout out my partner. Uh, his name's Andrew, and he has been quite the anchor for me and so supportive in my journey and what whatever I'm doing, whether it be music or I, I'm actually planning um, and getting ready to go back to school to pursue natural wellness and, and mental health. And um, with all of these challenges and like stuff with my mental health. And as I touched on these comparison things in social media, I mean, I have really suffered mentally from these things. And Andrew has just been just so, so much of an anchor and um, has kept me grounded in this process and um, seeing that I am worthy and I don't need to fixate on things that really don't matter. <laughs> when right, you, right. you know when it comes down to it so I, I would shout him out that's awesome that's awesome okay so we have something to say to andrew ready right hi, hi andrew <laughs> there we go okay <laughs> okay so what is the one piece of advice that you would give to kids who want to be in this industry overall um I would say do mu music because you love it and because you enjoy it. Um, it's wonderful to have music goals. You should invest like your time and energy and practice and um, all of these things. And, but when it comes down to like the outcome, I would just say, don't like death grip it. Like, okay. Right. Don't fixate on the outcome, just enjoy the process of creating yeah. Yeah. and also like experimenting and finding the ways like that work best for you to promote your creation. And it should just be like 
a journey, a process, an experimentation, and it should be fun, not like this competitive thing that causes chronic stress, because I feel like (laughs) that's how it feels nowadays. And that's kind of not, it's not the point. So if we just focus on the process of creating and like co-writing with people, having fun, like investing money, time, energy, like making the things we want to come to life and like trying that in itself can be fulfilling. That's um, true. It is true. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, we, we need to, like, it is. It's great advice. You can apply that to music. You can apply it to writing. Anything. I mean, just anything, just do it for fun. And I think people lose the fun, the fun part definitely. of it. Yeah. And I feel like beautiful things are created when you're in the space of like, having fun right if if you're writing music or doing whatever from a place of just like oh my god like when will that when will I make it or when will this thing happen or whatever you're not going to really be tapped in to like your utmost creative self um that's true that is so true so I would just yeah don't death grip the outcome enjoy the journey Thank you for reminding me to do that. <laughs> In addition to all that you have going on, what's next for you? Um, lots of singles. Lots of singles are on the way. We have False Flame uh, in November and plenty more for, well, I guess <laughs> the, this year's ending. But next year, we have a lot, a lot of singles on the way. All right. Definitely awesome. looking forward to that. What is the one thing you want our audience to know about you? Um, maybe to provide some context. Uh, so the reason I'm, you know, so passionate about like health, wellness, spirituality, um, I've touched on like, not only have I struggled with my mental health issues, but I actually struggled for pretty much my entire life with, um, an autoimmune disease and, um, And so what I discovered through my process of healing was obviously there were lifestyle factors that contributed to my illness, such as like diet movement, um, what you put in and on your body, things of that nature. But really, there's actually a new book that talks about this. His name's Gabor Mate, and he has a book called The Myth of Normal, Um, if you guys are interested or any listeners to learn more about this, but uh, when you learn about like the mind body connection and how trauma like uh, inherited and unprocessed trauma, how it kind of gets trapped inside the physical body, it creates inflammation in our tissues and inside of our organs. Um, And so and we have data on this, we're seeing it, there's something called it's kind of a lengthy word it's called psychoneuroimmunology (laughs) (laughs) it's quite the word but but we're seeing how our emotional well-being and like trauma and uh how it directly affects the overall health of our immune systems uh, and how it contributes to like diseases such as cancer um and so on my journey specifically i was doing all of these things that i thought were right and, and, you know, they were for, for me, but I, I soon realized that, oh, all of my unhealed stuff is what is perpetuating my illness. Because also when you think of it on more of this physiological level, unresolved trauma 
causes chronic stress. Chronic stress in the body means high levels of cortisol, high levels of adrenaline, your nervous system is dysregulated. So the body isn't given the terrain that it needs to actually like heal and come into homeostasis. Um, so that's why I do what I do because I, once I started really digging deep and working through like my inner child stuff and mind body practices and trying to like heal my nervous system, because I've just been such a dysregulated mess, (laughs) like my (laughs) whole life and I'm still working on it, but this is why I do what I do. This is why I make music. This is why I talk about this stuff because I've lived it. I've seen it. And ever since then, I've just anything I can get my hands on to learn more about it. I will. And that's why I'm actually going back to school. Um, But something I want people to know and take away is that like you always, no matter like where you are in your journey and how it looks, you can start to choose the path to like radically heal your life. Um, and healing looks different for everybody. And also that it's a never ending journey. There's no destination, but you can progressively like move in that direction. Um, once you start to kind of take the veil off. And so I aspire to always help people radically heal themselves and their lives. That's amazing. I'm telling you, you're, you're phenomenal, Daisy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay. Where can people find you on social media? Um, so, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is I am Daisy Draper. You can find me on TikTok. Same handle, I am Daisy Draper. Um, and then on Spotify, just search Daisy Draper. I've got um, some playlists and a new single coming out November 4th. Um, lots of stuff on the way. All right, Daisy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Daisy. You have to come back. Thank you. Did you guys enjoy the show? I know we did. Thanks to Daisy Draper for joining us today. Make sure to check out her music. And to play us out, here's Daisy's song, Anxious. Peace out, everyone. Driving down 405, distracted by pretty sights. Had a lot on my mind, I'd never say to you. Cause I keep it inside, my thoughts find places to hide. Take it one step at a time, I'm too much for you. I know, I don't wanna be let down. Don't wanna do something wrong. I'm begging myself, don't use someone else when the void in my heart turns on. Just 
the price that I pay. I give, but you love to take. When will life give me a break? I just wanted you, but I know I don't wanna be let down. Don't wanna do something wrong. I'm begging myself, don't use someone else when the void in my heart turns on. I don't wanna be let down. 